Welcome to See You on the Other Side, where the world of the mysterious collides with the world of entertainment. A discussion of art, music, movies, spirituality, the weird, and self-discovery. And now, your hosts, musicians and entertainers who have their own weakness for the weird, Mike and Wendy from the band Sunspot. Episode 248, See You on the Side. Alien, human, hybrids, and the movie Snatchers. Okay, Wendy, number one, uh, we have to say something today because it just came into all of our Facebook feeds and Twitter feeds and stuff. Oh my gosh, that's right. The great ufologist, Stanton Friedman, passed away today, or at least we got the news of it. Right. And if you guys aren't familiar with Stanton's work, he was a nuclear physicist. Mm Mm-hmm. That decided to study UFOs. And it's it's always nice when somebody who's a real deal science guy, uh, and I, I, I like it kind of disrespects his work as a science, like he's a you know, Dr. Friedman, but he was a real deal science guy going in, uh, interested in the phenomenon of unidentified flying objects. Yeah. And I mean basically he was the defender on television. Yeah. For a long time. And one of the few scientists who would be willing to present at a paranormal conference. Right. Right. So, I mean, he's almost from the days. I mean, he's like a nuts and bolts kind of guy. You know, we talk about UFOs now. Like, sometimes we'll mix it in. We'll be like, well, you know, it might have been the fairies. High strangeness, Pro- man. Probably was the fairies or it might have been Bigfoot. <laughs> like, Stan's the kind of... Or gin. <laughs> right. It was, obviously, it was gin from space. <laughs> no, but... Old school nuts and bolts. Kind of like how Lauren Coleman is an old school... We, you know, when I asked him about Bigfoot, mm-hmm. I was like, Lauren, what do you think? And he's like... Bigfoot's a creature. It's man. a creature. It's not something that's like warping in from different dimensions and right. Okay. I mean that Stan Friedman was the guy. It was like, mm-hmm. look, if it's UFOs, it's alien spacecraft. They're real creatures, yeah. just like us from a different planet. Intelligent beings that have developed the technology to actually visit us from right. far, far away. <laughs> you know, and he harkens back, you know, to the sixties and seventies. Where uh, it was, you know, most ufology was very nuts and bolts. That mm-hmm. idea, you know, that idea of it. And so, um, met him at Michigan last year for the first time. Yeah. And uh, just a really cool guy. And I saw his presentation, mm. and it was just a straight up old school presentation <laughs> on ufology. It's like a lecture, like it a was, professor. It lecturing. was like a professorial <laughs> lecture. And so, no, he passed away. And so, we'll talk more about Stanton Friedman at uh, a different time. But yeah, that's just, a big one. Since we'll be talking about aliens, UFO reports, and stuff today, um, he was uh, really a leader in the field, yeah, and a cool guy, and he was willing to talk to anybody about anything, mm-hmm. you know, even though uh, he'd been on TV. I mean, before TV shows were cool, like Stan Freeman <laughs> was on like sightings or you know, yeah. um, like shows in the '80s and things like that. Before, like. When it was brave to be on those yeah. shows as a scientist. When people were like, yeah. what's this guy about? You know, <laughs> there was, I mean, Eric Von Daniken was around, but there was no Giorgio with the big hair <laughs> to be like, you know, I'm not saying it's aliens, but it was aliens. Yeah. So uh, you have to appreciate that part of his work and the great work he'd done. Now he was, uh, lived a nice long life and passed away. Yeah. So Stanton, thank you for your work. And I'm sure we'll talk more about you and your uh, tremendous ufology legacy yes, uh, in the future definitely and well and that's the subject for the day Ooh. is uh alien human hybrids yes. <laughs> uh no wendy when i say an alien human hybrid to you what do you think 
Well, you know, I, I always think of V, of course, oh. for some reason, you know, the... <laughs> yes. Hey, well, that, that's a perfect example. And so if you guys haven't watched V, it is a... Well, aliens is Nazis allegory, basically, from the early <laughs> 1980s. Oh, you know, it's funny, Wendy. Huh. Um, you mentioned V because today is like the 30... Or not today, like this weekend was like the 36th oh anniversary gosh. or 35th anniversary it was shown. Wow. And uh, I remember that you know, when V was shown, we were mm-hmm. at my grandparents' house. <laughs> and, you know, it, it all led up to the point where they ripped their faces off and you find out they're lizard <laughs> Spoiler people. Spoiler alert. Right. And, you know, they, they eat like a mouse. Like the shocker yeah. is because they said they come in peace and they're coming uh-huh. to help us and they're going to cure cancer and all this stuff. Right. And then you find out that they're actually lizards under the human skin. <laughs> and the shocker is when like the, like you watch Diana, who's like one of the one of the, the leaders, she like has this uh yeah. oh, it's a practical effect. And you see like her mouth open huge <laughs> and a whole mouth a whole mouse oh, goes in man. there because she's a lizard, she's a carnivore. <sighs> and then you find out the aliens are here to eat us. Yeah. Like they came to, you know, save humans as food and also steal all the water of the planet. <laughs> But so I don't know why that makes me think, but you know, it's, well, it's because that was a main aspect of V, the final mm. battle. So the second miniseries oh, that's right, uh, that yeah. came out is a, um, one of the girls falls in love with the visitor and it's an oh, experiment man. to create a hybrid and then they create a hybrid and she's the one that saves the day in the end is the hybrid, the alien human. And yeah. I don't care about spoiling it because the ending of V sucks. <laughs> like it's really great up to the very end. And I remember being like seven years so old and I'm like, I don't buy it. You're saving people from being let down basically. Yeah. Watch the watch the first miniseries, watch the first, you know, three episodes of the second. But when you get to the last 15 minutes, you're going to be like, a wizard did it? This is okay. a, just a wizard? What? What is this crap? Oh, man. So, but up until then, it's great, great performances from one of my favorite Canadian character actors, just like Stanton Freeman was Canadian, Michael <laughs> Ironside. He's Michael Ironside's the guy in Total Recall. He gets his arms ripped off. Oh. See you at the okay. potty, Richter. <laughs> He's the guy. Anyway, uh, we'll be talking more, a lot more about movies in a little bit. We'll be talking more, more about ins- like how alien human hybrids inspired uh, a certain. A certain movie. That's in, exciting. In yeah, that is exciting. The thing is, though, so you think of V, I think of Mr. Spock as the first person I think oh. of because he's half human. Yeah. And that Gene Roddenberry had a real uh, passion. I said pass, about to say H.O., but he had a real, <laughs> like, uh, thing Affinity. For, uh, affinity. <laughs> affinity is a good word. Affinity is a much better word than <laughs> H.O. Um, for, uh, like, half-breeds. Definitely, you know, because yeah. Mr. Spock, he's the first one that starts out. He's got always yeah. well, half human, and then we get to Star Trek: The Next Generation. Uh, Counselor Troy's character, she's half Beta Zid. Everybody's called Manglin. And then we get to uh, Voyager, even though Gene Roddenberry was dead by the time Voyager started. And there's like a half Klingon there. So his whole idea was people mixing up. Yeah. You know, this idea that humans would be able to reproduce with other species. Uh, I doubt it. <laughs> like it just it, science well you know you go back and there was this guy who uh there's you know like a scientist who worked for joseph stalin oh. who wanted to try to like breed a human with a monkey that's right i remember he- reading about that yeah we a human z like in social studies we read about that right like, what like, the, because the thing is chimpanzees and i mean first of all 99.9 percent of humans we share the same dna with 99.9 percent everybody you know like the DNA that separates me from you is t- 
tiny. We're basically twins, Mike. <laughs> basically, tw- well, I'm a twins. It's my blockbuster movie, Twins. <laughs> no. And- I'm hoping I'm Arnold and you're oh, Danny man. DeVito in there. Thanks, dude. That's okay. Danny DeVito's funny. I want to be Arnold. I, I can be that. I'll be Danny DeVito in our <laughs> twins scenario. <laughs> you know, I used to have a twins button. Oh, I remember that. I had a twins button that I got at the premiere of twins oh like gosh. when they came to Milwaukee. T- I took Ben to the premiere, our guitar player. Anyway. It's probably worth like five bucks on eBay today. It probably is. And the thing that's funny about it is that it's one of those where you move it a little bit and it shows a different picture. Yeah. So one is a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger and it's got DeVito written over it. And then you move it and then it's a picture of Danny DeVito has Schwarzenegger over it. Clever marketing. Yeah. Very good. That's cool. When I was 12 years old, I thought it was the coolest (laughs) thing ever. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Um, And even though we share 98% of our DNA with chimpanzees, Mm. we can't breed with them. Right. This guy tried. Like he essentially <laughs> was a mad goodness. scientist that tried to breed, and it didn't work. Uh-huh. Um, and and so, if we can't breed with creatures who are like that close to our own, that close yeah. to our DNA, how are we going to do with aliens? <laughs> well, you need advanced technology. Well, to do it. I mean, unless the aliens are the ones that dropped us off here. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true, and that that's its own theory. Like people yeah. have talked about why certain quantum leaps have happened mm-hmm. in human evolution and yeah. human technology. And it's because we got a little help from, you know, the, the, the interstellar friends. That's right. They're very helpful. helping us do that. So it's a, you know, it's an interesting thing. Um, you know, this idea that, you know, could we breed with other species? Yeah. The answer right now is scientists have no idea. How True. To but again, going back to the whole UFO phenomenon, if, I mean, we don't know what we're dealing with. So if they're that far advanced, they might have figured out a way to cross to intermingle. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, I was just looking at my 23andMe today, Wendy. (laughs) And so I look through that and I see, okay, okay, where are my ancestors from? And so I've got a ton of ancestors. um, And if if you guys have looked at me, you might know Uh that it's mostly Eastern European, English, (laughs) Irish. Like, it's it's that area. Mm. And so, like, the German and French part, too... um, I got some Neanderthal DNA. Ooh. Yeah. And so we all, anybody that's European, um, our ancestors banged Neanderthals. Like, it was like a club. I mean, it was like a cave or whatever. Like, the cave had some... Uh, like, in the fire, they looked pretty good. Like, just by the shadows. And stuff. You know how people look sexier by the firelight, though? It's true. Oh, absolutely like, true, yeah. You, look. Candlelight. You go to a candlelight or you yeah. get somebody next to a fire and they go up two points. It's a different person. It really... Like, at least, <laughs> you're like, well, when you walked in, but now, you, I mean, all right. The fluorescents go on and there's your Neanderthal oh, friend. Oh, Right. The, <laughs> the fluorescents go, go on and then the humpback appears or whatever. You're like, how did how did you get that? Oh, gosh. Like, did something... Like, the fluorescent activate your disease? Um, so that's what happened in the caves. So, we, I mean, Neanderthals are basically just like us. So mm-hmm. we have we have interbred with different species, just like, uh, you know, a horse can breed with a donkey. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and, and their offspring are sterile. Yeah. And a lion can breed with a tiger. Oh, yeah. oh my God, the liger. How could I not know, under, like, remember the liger? Huh? Yeah, no, that's something else. Yeah. That's something else. So, yeah, that's so crazy. And then that they can't reproduce. Like, that's... But a human can't reproduce with a tiger. Donkey? Like a donkey. <laughs> I know, I've tried. No, I'm just kidding. She wouldn't call me back. But that's the thing. Uh, Mike. That's the thing. It's like your DNA yeah. has to be close enough. Yeah. 
you know, to do that. Sure. But, and the thing is, these are creatures that developed on the same planet as us. Yeah. You know, what kind of genetic manipulation would be required for creatures from space? But, you know, again, they could be highly advanced. So well, so much so that they can get to our planet from somewhere that we've never even seen before. That's the idea. Because if All you can right. if you can break the law, you know, the the speed of light. Yeah. If you can go faster than the speed of right. light, then you it's, can do stuff that we can't even it's think It's outside of. of our laws. We don't understand it. Right. And so uh, that's why they think there might be some hybrid action going mm-hmm. on. Now, if David Icke... <laughs> Oh, I know no. David Ike. David Ike. I like to sing Icky. Like he said before that the reptilians in power, like Prince Charles, the entire royal family, um, the various presidents of the United States, he says they're all reptilians. Um, that it's actually they can interbreed with humans. So even though they are reptiles with human skin, just like V. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, that still their technology is that they can interbreed with people. Uh-huh. But uh, why would they want to is the question. Right. <laughs> that advanced. Right. Why would you bother bringing yourself down, bringing your whole like culture, civilization down? Well, it's because they want control and things yeah. like that. And that's what people have been saying is why uh, humans are getting abducted by aliens. And so in the beginning, we thought it might just be experiments. Yeah. Right. That They want to see what humans are made of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you think about Travis Walton's experience. Right. You know poking and prodding and everything or any of the classic experiences. I mean, that's uh, Whitley Strieber's experience in communion certainly sounds like that. He gets yeah. up on the ship and they are messing with him. They are poking right. and prodding and trying different things. And so that would just mean that just like guinea pigs yeah. are our right. guinea pigs. Oh my gosh. Now we are the guinea pigs for the more advanced species. Right. And I was thinking about that today too and it was one of the show notes. You know, uh, reproduction to us is a very well. It's a sacred thing. Like it's it's nat- to some people. <laughs> nature. Well, well, nature only has how many missions does nature yeah, right. actually give us? Right. right. One. It gives us one mission. One job. You have one job. When we say you have one job, humans, you have one job. Make more humans. Um, and yet we'll go through and we'll be like, all right, we'll inseminate a cow. Like we know a guy whose job is to inseminate cows. Yeah. And like it's Wisconsin, like, we got to keep the well, uh, milk industry in and, business. Well, that's the idea. But he like takes a turkey baster, and uh, you know goes. We in. don't need to go into the right. details. It's right. okay. I did. I mean, I I have watched the YouTube videos, whatever how they do it. <laughs> Why? Well, you, you're because you're curious. That's someone's job. If you think your job sucks, be the guy with the turkey baster and the cow. <laughs> like that job is <laughs> right. And like we have this big sign for this place, ABS or Advanced Breeding Systems, yeah. like right off the freeway, and they always have some like kind of cheeky phrase, like cheeky phrase, you know, like how they're, and it's pretty funny. Like they I are. like driving by ABS because I know they'll have some, it's uh, some pun like about cows, clever euphemism or something, and it's right. like funny because they're always different. Yeah. So like, how many of these, like, how creative is that person who makes the sign slogans? Right. He's brilliant. He is brilliant. Do you know what his other job is? Inseminating cows, like his, like his, a turkey based in cows, and that's like who gets sent from a different planet to be like, you're the guy that's gonna have to. Hey Zoltan, oh no, you get the turkey based at this epoch, you know, like you're like, oh that's man, horrible. and he's like, oh god, like I applied for a different position and this is what I got. I think they get hazard pay if they have to deal with us. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, folks. No, really. <laughs> Kid. Uh, so you know, this idea that 
like aliens could be breeding us like we breed cattle, like we breed yeah. crops. Right. You know, I so mean, so they can use us for dinner. Well, not necessarily use us for dinner. <laughs> I mean, what, what, yeah. what are they? What after? purpose is there? Okay. Well, you know, the guy that's really done uh, a like a ton of research on you know this particular topic is David Jacobs. Okay. And so um, David Jacobs is a badger. He went to the University hey, of Wisconsin. Right. He got his doctorate there in the nineteen nineteen seventy three. And it's one of our fellow alumni. Yes. And and so I mean I I read uh, you know I've been reading his books since you know probably the nineteen nineties is when I discovered him. He's got Secret Life. Uh, I think my dad had Secret Life. <laughs> so he was reading it. Secret Life, first-hand accounts of UFO abductions. Mm. And the forwards by John Mack, who is the um, psychologist who'd been also studying it, interviewing uh, alien abductees for years. He wrote the book Intruders. Mm. Um, and then David Jacobs continues to write, you know, UFOs and abductions, challenging the borders of knowledge, walking among us, the alien plan to control humanity, Whoa. you know, kind of thing. But he's been doing this research since the 1970s. In fact, his dissertation is re- was republished as a book called The UFO Controversy in America. And the foreword was written by the great J. Allen Hynek. Hey, all right. And so, um, I mean, he's not just a crackpot, or yeah. at least wasn't in the 1970s. <laughs> but he goes through, and he's interviewed thousands of people who've had experience. Right. He's got a completely... Unique perspective on this topic. <laughs> right. You know, I think that we've talked to hundreds of people yeah. now that have had experiences and, and things. Paranormal experiences. Yeah. I mean, this episode two, this is episode 248 we're at right now. And I think of just the, the recordings we have of, of talking to people. Yeah. We've also, in person, at paranormal conventions now, talked to hundreds of different people who've had experiences. And everybody believes in their experience, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so th- that's the thing. He talks to those people. Uh, and he's kind of come up with a uh, a typical abduction event. Mm-hmm. Not that any event might be typical, but uh, he talked for his uh, International Center for Abduction Research that comes at ufoabduction.com. Okay. <laughs> so he got that. That's great SEO, wow, yeah. David. Well done. Bravo. <laughs> well done. You know, let's go red, go Badgers there. So here's his kind of... Uh, like typical abduction event okay. that they talk about. And, you know, Wendy, if anything, maybe you've been abducted. If anything like uh, <laughs> like rings true for you, let us know. Okay. Anybody out there too, this could, like, this is kind of what they go through when they uh-huh. talk about what happens. This is good for the research and bad for the research. Number yeah. one, it could trigger something with you. Right. Number two, are we seeding the cloud or Power whatever? Power of suggestion. Are we saying, you know, yeah. this is kind of what happens? Yep. So let's, I mean, here's our. Uh, the sequence of events that usually happens. So goes in, uh, in typical or common abductions, humans are taken out of their normal environment by aliens. The people are rendered passive and they cannot resist. Can't move. They're taken aboard a UFO, their clothes are removed, and they're made to lie on a table. A series of physical, mental, and productive uh, procedures are then administered to the subjects. People's bodies are probed and examined. Mm-hmm. Sperm is taken. Eggs are harvested. Oh, that's Ouch. And so the aliens perform staring procedures where they gaze into abductees' eyes at a distance. And like oh. they scan their minds. Cool. So that's the, the telepathy and uh-huh. psychic that a lot of different uh, experiencers talk about. Mind scans. And okay, we'll get there. So I'm sorry, but just the, the part about the stare down. Like I'm yeah. just picturing a staring contest. Like, uh, But the thing is, their eyes are so first? big. <laughs> you have a staring contest with an alien 
Their eyes are so big, you're going to lose. <sighs> right, like the first person who laughs loses. Do they even blink? I don't know. Maybe they're like those reptile eyes that, you know, there's oh, like the yeah. film that kind of keeps oh, them. Yeah, or like, have you, ever seen, have you ever seen something that can like <laughs> blink sideways? Oh, yeah, yeah, like lizards. Li- yeah. Lizards that do that? My cat's got messed up eyelids because he's an inbred. Okay. Um, I'm sure he's got some Neanderthal DNA in there, <laughs> but like he, like he, he's got like an extra, like a weird eyelid that kind of goes inside. Ew. And so sometimes when he blinks at me, I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, what are, it's like what, sloth. What from Goonies right. or something? What are you? <laughs> oh man. Um, so the, the first thing that happens when you get on the ship is they get you naked and it's always a nice way to start things out well it is if you're by the candle and firelight <laughs> but it's go. not <laughs> on the alien ship uh clothes are removed from the abductee number one it facilitates the procedures the aliens are about to do number two it helps to prevent the spread of infection and disease to the oh. hybrids and number three it prevents the stealing of instruments and other artifacts okay so let's say like if you have pockets right so you could snatch you some souvenirs right off something. of there <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> like, hey, but, like, what's gonna happen? Right, because the thing is, you can't like steal it and then put the contraband <laughs> in your butt because they're gonna check <laughs> oh, it. No. Li- they're gonna check your butt in a little bit. Spoiler alert! <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> like you didn't know the anal probe was part of it. Aliens approach with instruments for examination procedure. That's what happens next. The examination is bizarre. It usually uh, entails aliens running their fingers over a person's body, and they don't know like. Like yeah. what that accomplishes. Um, recent evidence suggests that the examination is primarily neurologically based with mm-hmm. the beings paying particular attention to the nervous system. Thus, they can closely examine the brain, the spine, and other specific neurological sites. So they can touch you and get into your... Retrieve like, information somehow. Read your electrical Sure, your cells. Next up is the mind scan, the stare down. Mm-hmm. What Wendy calls is the cosmic staring contest. <laughs> Aliens stare into eyes of a doctor to connect the optic nerve in the mind scan procedure. Oh. Uh-oh. The mind scan, uh, like the abductee, cannot close their eyes or revert the gaze. When it's happening, people report seeing images and having a variety of emotional states. Mm. So the evidence suggests that the alien is neurologically engaging with the optic nerve and using it as a conduit through the brain and into other neural pathways. The alien can then generate whatever emotion or image that he wants them to experience. That's kind of cool. Aliens can control your mind just by looking at you. So when we talk about the fear of like abductions and stuff like that, I mean, so these things prey on all of our, the number one, the fear of harming our children like right. they you know they're creating hybrids and then taking them from us um they're interfering they're violating our bodies and now they're controlling our brains and making us feel whatever they want us to feel and we don't have any say in the matter because correct it's so they just select you so uh, um because of the intensity of the experience abductees often mistakenly report that they and the alien have merged into one person or that the alien wants to experience what it's like to be human by this procedure oh they have also mistaken mind scan for having sexual relations with the alien. Yeah. So they go into your mind. It's like a Vulcan mind melt. Yeah. Except Mr. Spock makes love to you. It's intense. Yeah. And uh, so it, it is uh, basically making love to <laughs> Leonard Nimoy getting abducted by alien. <sighs> so, and next up is the, I mean, the reason why they think they're getting made love to. I mean, I guess you can't say you're making love with an alien in a situation Yeah, like I don't this. think that's you're quite being violated. Right. 
you're being sexually assaulted by an alien. <sighs> and because next coming up next is um, they're going to take your sperm or eggs. <sighs> so they introduce instruments that invade the ovary. So painful. And grab some eggs. And now it doesn't, I don't know if it says it's painful. You know, it, it, they just harvest. They're harvesting eggs. Sure, yeah. From women. But from what I understand, at least from the, the human. People that go through the process. Yeah. Hopefully the aliens have some better anesthetic I hope or something they do. like that. Or they, or if they, they can have, use your mind, they can make you think happy thoughts. That's true. While they're in there digging around for eggs. They can use the meditation procedure yeah. or whatever. Um, for men, sperm is extracted mechanically oh, no. by a device that's placed <laughs> on the genital area. So they have fleshlights in space. <laughs> Basically, flashlights in space. Uh, oh no! Uh, sometimes, <laughs> just, just those, uh. sometimes abductee women are brought in for the relations, but they're just collection procedures, and they do not reflect any particular interest in sexuality. It sounds like the aliens are trying to make a porno. What you're saying is there's no flowers and wine. It's not a very romantic oh, process. God. It's just it's all collecting. It's like ABS or whatever. It's yeah. like the advanced breeding systems with the cows. It's a medical procedure. You know, interestingly enough, um, when they talk about this, so the women brought in for the relations with the men, uh, there was a guy named Stan Romanek. They made, there was a movie made about him a few years ago. You can watch it on Netflix. And Stan Romanek, he's got these videos that are crazy. Like he's saying like an alien showed up at his house. Oh, no. And it looks like a little puppet, like an alien puppet <laughs> outside of his window. That's scary. And I mean, he convinced a lot of people he was the real deal. And he's been having these abduction experiences. But then also, like here's what, when they get to the end of the um, the, the documentary, like I mean, some of the footage is pretty cool. Yeah, but they get to the end of the documentary, and you you find out that he he's like, well, he tells his wife that he's got you know, there's this girl that the aliens made them copulate on the ships or whatever for these collection procedures, <laughs> and so she like joins him at these paranormal conventions and stuff oh, like that. Oh man! And I'm like, are you just doing this whole thing it's to a get a side up. piece? You know, it really sounds like, that. and then he get busted for child porn. Oh gosh! Yeah, so Stan Roman. Wow. Uh, but, but then that's bad. But he's like, well, it's like it's the government. Obviously, they planted it on my computer. Right. Conspiracy. Sure, Stan. Uh-huh. Um. So like, he's not. I mean, he's not like a guy you want to hang out at paranormal conventions <laughs> with anymore because he's a he's a pedophile, or at least uh. likes to watch. Um. So gross. So the thing is. They collect the sperm, they collect the eggs, and there's this incubatorium where they have fetuses and containers of liquid. Okay. And that's almost, there's an episode of the X-Files called the Erlenmeyer Flask, uh-huh. where you see like a, like an alien baby inside of a, yeah. in, inside of a flask. Um, I have an alien baby like doll that yeah. my sister gave me for a gift. We named him Whitley after Whitley <laughs> Strieber like 23 years ago. And now my daughter loves playing with the that's alien awesome. baby. That's awesome. It's like, alien baby! So, yeah, that, that's great. Around. Get her comfortable with the... Uh, I'm getting her comfortable because eventually she's going to be, she's a hybrid baby and I have to tell oh boy. her about this. Uh-oh. And then f- women are brought into a room filled with babies and special holders. Okay. And it's a hybrid baby, so it has big pupils. Aww. Like, so it's got the big, so it looks like, like, like almond-shaped like, eyes. anime characters? Kind of, except all black and alien. Okay. So, an, you know, anime characters have yeah. big eyes. But, but they have pupils and stuff. Right. They're right. generally okay. humans. So... They make the women have skin-on-skin contact with the baby. Mm-hmm. And then uh, then they ask the women to nurse the baby. So the aliens tell the abductees that these are hybrids. And the the babies seem to not have the reactions of normal human babies. They're sicker Aww, or more sickly. Poor little alien yeah. babies. Often abductees think that the babies are sick. And um, Dr. Jacobs says that the evidence seems to suggest that this is their normal state. 
men also hold the babies. Okay, so they so, just need human contact, basically. Yeah, so these 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 hybrids need human contact on the mm-hmm. ship, which it's like a big room full of babies. Yeah, sounds kind of cute, you know. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we can't afford a babysitter. Let's go scoop up some humans from Earth. <laughs> right. If it weren't for the entire like sperm collection and egg harvesting that happened before then, you'd be like, well, they just took me on their ship to hold some babies. <laughs> right. Sounds fun. And then there's like hybrid toddlers. You know, there's hybrid oh, children, two man. to ten also on the ship. And this is where they grow and the contact with humans becomes more complex. Oh, okay. They play. Uh, the humans are there to teach the children how to play. Oh, okay. And the humans are are taught to teach them as equals, okay, so that they're the same as them, not that they're in charge or whatever, uh, and then teach them games. So then, you know, people have even seen hybrid adolescents. They kind of look like humans with black pupil eyes. That makes me think of the black-eyed children. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. You know, that the black-eyed children people see? Yeah. And then uh, sometimes people are asked to have sex with hybrids. Oh. Uh, wow. They're just... Yeah. So that the idea is they're not harvest. They don't need to harvest or implant the eggs and stuff like that. They're just going in there. And this is the breeding program. They're mm-hmm. forced together. Be like, you yeah. guys... You guys have sex. Genetically engineered plants. Except yeah. humans. Um, and so that's what happens and that's the idea of the typical abduction experience. So that's what several thousand people have said they've experienced, um, with aliens. So when you think it's just experiments or that idea that this might just be experiments, um, it seems might be to be more a, than that. It seems to be like a breeding program. And are the people that are getting taken to like care for this children or whatever. I mean, are, are they gone for like extended periods of time or do they get abducted multiple times? It's a whole bunch of abductions. And also time seems to also seem to pass differently mm. when people talk sure, about yeah, it. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. Where, you know, women will be up there for a while and some talk about like even going through like an entire experience where they have a child or they're, you know, they wow. go through like a birth. So it's like the womb is being used at mm-hmm. an accelerated hmm. rate. Interesting. It's terrifying, this idea. Very. It's, it's, it's a violation of our very <laughs> oh person, gosh. of humanity. Yeah. And so while some people don't think it's that bad, uh, like I think Bud Hopkins uh, and John Mack, they thought it was scary, but they didn't necessarily think it was like evil. Mm-hmm. David Jacobs is like, this, uh, is an, this is a sinister plan okay. to, take, like, to infiltrate humanity. Yeah. Maybe not to destroy us, but to use our planet, to come in. And when you think about it, What's the best way to invade a place is because if people come down there half right. human, what are you going to do against the half human? Yeah. Like, it's not their fault. What did those kids do? Yeah, that's true. Like, should they be punished because their father is an intergalactic molester? Yeah, exactly. They're experiments, basically. I mean. Right. And so should, so should they be like should we a mule. kick them off the planet? Like, they're humans, too. I mean, they're half yeah. human. Should we kick Mr. Spock off Earth because he's not completely human? <laughs> And that's the question. What a better way to infiltrate us than by becoming us. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what David Jacobs gets into. Now, this was just in uh, a couple weeks ago at the, uh, like, this came out, oh, I mean, like, it was re- republished May 14th. Uh, that's today. Um, there's a there's an Oxford lecturer uh, that, you know, he's told in this, this whole alien hybrid thing. And he's a professor at Oxford's Oriental Institute. He's a Korean lecturer. His name is Dr. Young Hai Chi. Sorry if I butchered that, Dr. Young Hai Chi. And uh, he's a firm believer that they're here and they're breeding with us. And he even wrote a book called 
Alien Visitations and the End of Humanity. Hmm. Now, he thinks it's all about climate change. Ah. And, you know, he thinks they're trying to create a species that can survive in future climate conditions. As the, the world gets warmer, things are going to change. You know, areas yeah, of the planet. people need to evolve in a way that's... It, it's becoming water world. Yeah. Basically, everything's going to become water world. I'm going to have gills like Kevin Costner <laughs> did in the movie. And we'll all be drinking recycled urine. <laughs> yes, that's the first thing. I, wait, you don't already? <laughs> um, so, you know, so he was saying that, uh, that they, they might be trying to create leaders to help humanity. They might be trying to create a new species that can survive in the weird climates. He also, I mean, he goes right into it. He's like... Yeah, well, there's aliens with scales and snake eyes. There's small aliens. There's tall aliens. Like the whole, the traditional aliens that we yeah. see, the reptilians like David Icke. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, the tall aliens that people talk about. And then also the short little, oh. the, the grays. So it's like everything is game. Uh, he says that there might be an insect type alien that orders around the lesser extraterrestrials. So uh, insect type aliens, like five million years to earth. And no. they scare the crap out of me. So I, think or, I had one of those in my basement. Or the other Starship day. Troopers. Oh my God! There was a centipede. <laughs> I had a there, centipede yesterday. There was a centipede that was hanging off like our dish no. rag. No. And I swear to God, everybody, like it was. If I get my thumb to my forefinger, oh my God. Uh, like five or six inches long, and I and my daughter, my toddler daughter, sits and she's like, oh, "Look at that bug!" Oh and I'm like, "My God!" And I'm trying not to show fear because yeah, I don't luck. want her to be terrified of this bug. And I see, <laughs> Daddy, it. why are you running away? Right. And I'm like, "Oh my God! I'm the one that needs the oh, diaper." No. <laughs> Just terrifying. I can't fathom ever not being terrified of those things right they're gigantic yeah and the idea that there's one that's like six foot tall that's ordering no, other aliens no, around no, to like no. have sex with us and breed us oh gosh yeah no this why why do you think that david jacobs is like this is a sinister plan to conquer humanity and when other people are like nah they're cool this guy's like nah they're just helping us do global warming he's like yeah sounds great so but the, i mean this just came out he's like they're here they're breeding you know, and this, this is like a doctor. And so we have multiple doctors talking about this now. So I guess it, first of all, I guess it means doctorates are, do not mean what we think that they mean. <laughs> but also, not, yeah, they do not always. There's enough reports of things going on that yeah. it leads you to believe there might, now, people are experiencing this. Whether or not it's aliens from a different planet coming here and impregnating us and going through and creating hybrids is one thing. But, People are reporting it, so something is happening. Something, And whether it's all a crazy mass hysteria hallucination or it's the government experimenting on people or it's just bad acid or mushrooms or something like that, <laughs> something's happening where people are all seeing the same thing. So either way, it's a fascinating thing. It is, yeah. That leads into then the idea behind the, the TV show <laughs> Snatchers. <laughs> and so Snatchers is a horror comedy uh, about a high school girl who has sex for her first time. Oh, dear. Doesn't think it's an alien. You know, she's just having regular, <laughs> regular socks. And uh, she wakes up pregnant 24 hours later oh, with no. an alien baby. Oh, dear. And so these are sinister aliens, too. And now she's got to team up with her best friend and fight the aliens and save the world and try to keep it from her parents. Oh, man. All right. And so, right. And so this is all based off of uh, a short uh, that originally premiered at Sundance. Uh, a couple of years back, and then an online uh, network, Stage 13, turned it into a, a series. Cool. And then at South by Southwest this year, they took some footage from the series and then 
did a whole new movie about it. Awesome. So that's what premiered. Um, we got Steven Cedars, Benji Kleiman, and Scott Yakushin, and they met at UCLA, and they formed a uh, formed a troupe called the Old Money Boys, <laughs> with a Z. And then <laughs> these are the guys that created Snatchers, and we got a chance to meet them at South by Southwest this year and interview them. Yes, and uh, we should probably mention that it was at a fairly rocking oh, yeah. after party. <laughs> right like this was you'll notice this was you know their premiere party and we're all talking but we uh you know got to schedule some time to sit down and talk about their influences and uh the, you know what was behind snatchers yeah. and so now that we've given you the kind of narrative that uh is the, is the current mythos or whatever mm. um, behind uh alien abductions and hybrids Let's talk to the guys from Snatchers. Let's go back in time for South by Southwest 2019. Go back, head back into that basement and talk to the guys behind Snatchers. Thank you, Garth. Uh, Scott Yakushin, co-writer. Benji Kleiman, co-writer and co-director. Steven Cedars, co-writer and co-director. So let's start out with, all right, a movie about alien pregnancies. What and why? Like, how did that, why was that like, you know what, guys, we're going to make a movie. How did that be the topic? Uh, well, it's funny that you say you're a paranormal podcast also because uh, Steven's sister got pregnant with an alien in high school. That's right. The movie practically wrote itself. It was so, we just copied what happened and uh, we removed some of the crazier stuff. Yeah, yeah, so it's really toned down. Yeah, from what really happened. And, yeah. No, but uh, uh, it just sounded fun to us and it felt like it had a lot of potential for more, um, you know, to explore, uh, to create fun set pieces and to have fun characters and, uh, yeah, no, I, I think that's exactly right. We, re we just wanted to write a movie that was, um, uh, just like a fun adventure story in the style of like a Goonies um, and uh, like an R-rated Goonies. Uh, and for whatever reason, the idea of uh, uh, this girl getting pregnant overnight with alien with an alien was like titillating to us. Tickled our, tickled our, tickled us, I'll say. Leave it at that. So when you guys were writing it, did you take any um, particular inspiration from any real life alien abduction stories and you're like oh man we get like that sounds crazy we got to put that into our movie uh, no i don't think any no 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 particular alien abduction stories i don't think there's any actual abducting in our movie um we did kind of do like a little bit of research about parasites uh so there so some of that definitely goes in there uh kind of in the subtext we made sure that the alien kind of had a uh, a biological drive, um, and like species, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like that movie's horrible, but that chick is hot. Our alien is. Uh, some people might find him attractive. Yeah. I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. Yeah. So, um, what made you decide on this kind of genre? So are you guys genre fans? Yeah. All right. So let's hear about some of your favorite genre movies that made you guys want to write in this particular 
over, you know. Yeah, let's start with. Oh, oh great. Okay, I think um, I think we're a big fans of like creature features, especially like 80, 80s horror movies, like um, The Thing and The Fly, for sure, would be on the list. Um, and then we're also, I think we kind of wear our influences on our sleeves. Uh, so we're big Sam Raimi fans. Um, uh, his early work, and also Spider-Man One. Huge fans of Spider-Man One. Best, best movie. Yeah, both, b both of them. Yeah, I, I, I think they're the uh, the best Spider-Man movies that have been made. There, I said it. Fact. Um, is there anything else? No, I think those are the big the big influences beyond just. Uh, yeah, I think anything that has any just like old Spielberg stuff too, just like, you know, not that they're heavily genre, but like, you know, the E.T.'s and the and Jaws and just fun monster movies. So with Spielberg though, there's always like a, not, a, not cheesy, but there's like a family or there's, there's some element that has a, like a, a little bit of goodness in there. So is that what you guys were trying to go for? Yeah, definitely. The, it, what Spielberg does so great, which we have talked about a lot, is that he's he can do horror and he can do really scary scenes and the way it feels so visceral and real is that you care so much about the characters. And so we really tried to take a lot of cues from that. So working in a horror comedy, we tried to ground it by having believable like family, familial characters. And so hopefully we did that. And I think that's what they do. he does so good. Yeah. So speaking of horror comedy, right? So obviously I think Sam Raimi is the gold standard. You know, buckets of blood and still a ton of laughs. So when you guys were working on like, like the film and the tone with the actors, how did you differentiate between the scenes that were supposed to be chilling and the next scene is supposed to be like a laugh? Uh, yeah, that is a great question. Um, you know, p part of it is, uh, me and Steven, who, we directed it, and, and we always would say, part of it is just a taste thing. It's, like, it's just trusting your instincts on a case-by-case -case basis, going, what do we need here? And also, I think at the end of the day, if we, we tried to write really believable characters, so it really became trusting what felt real, and, and never trying to force a laugh where it didn't belong, and also never trying to have it be so self-serious and scary that that didn't feel... It, for us, the comedy came from trying to make it organic and, and, and honest, and so that sounds so highfalutin, but it just. It's all right. But yeah, just trying We're to. All just, here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but just trying to make it. Just tr trying to ask what, what these people, how these people would really react, and usually, or at least sometimes, that led to comedy, and usually we would trust that. Yeah. I, I mean, I think what Benji was saying about just not forcing a joke in a, in, in a place where, where a, pers a real person wouldn't have a joke. It's kind of just like the guiding principle because like in situations when like your life is on the line, you're not going to take the time to stop and make a joke to the camera, especially because there's not usually a camera, but there is right now. Uh, but like if this were a life-threatening situation, I would not have done that. Uh, but yeah, and also um, our, uh, we, the casting also really helps a lot with that. Um, both Mary Neppy, who plays Sarah, and uh, Gabby Elise, who plays Haley, her best, her, her ex best friend, uh, had so much. Um, they, they, they're so grounded. Their performances. I think the script was a lot, a little bit crazier, and they really 
in, through their performances made it all believable and, and consistent throughout with their performances. So now you guys are um, you were saying about like the influences, so the Goonies and the '80s kind of stuff. All right, and that's when we all grew up, right? So when you're trying to write a teenager's voice in the 2010s, was there any specific you're like, oh, I guess I have to know who Cardi B is or something like that? Like, how did you write for a teenager's voice? when none of us are teenagers anymore. Uh, that was a long process, I think. I mean, we wrote 30 drafts of the script before we started filming any of it. And I think a thing we realized pretty early on is that you can't, you can't try and make a topical reference because you're going to be three years late by the time anything comes out. So I think one thing we did was just make sure that they talked like honestly like real people and like how would how would we react to this and you know there wasn't like a lot of but how would a you know like a teen girl say it it's like just how would a person react to the situation and then another thing is just coming up with fake like <laughs> fake slang uh which is a lot of fun if it's fake it can't be wrong and you kind of hope that like, like clueless like all that stuff they just I mean, that became slang. That became the vernacular because they were so good at it. I don't know if we got as good as Clueless, but hopefully we got like halfway. If we're, hey, if we're still talking about snatches in 20 years, then you guys won, right? Like, that's absolutely right. So that, that's the plan. That's the retirement plan, right, guys? So, all right. So next thing I want to know is a story about alien abductions, teenagers, Comedy horror. Have you guys ever seen a UFO? I thought I did once, but it was a crop plane, a crop duster. I thought I did once, but it was the uh, in LA the Elon Musk SpaceX experiment. I legitimately thought, and then I was wrong. Uh, no, <laughs> but but yeah, yeah. I think we're a bunch of uh, we're a bunch of skeptics. I think we're a bunch of skeptics. I don't know. Not that it. Not that we don't believe that there are aliens. We firmly believe that there are aliens. But the question of whether they have visited, even though there was that like released FBI document that basically said UFOs do exist. Yeah. Whether they're from space is another question. Okay. So just a couple more things. So you guys have a, like you wrote a script, you directed a movie, like. The feeling of, like, when your script's actually happening. You know, when you create something, and then it's like, they're making the movie. And you guys are directing your own script, too. So there's no one to fuck it up but yourself. Right? Like, what was that feeling like when you first realized that they're putting my words in there making it happen? I'll, sh I'll I mean, I'll do a sh quick shortstop on the way to these guys, because I think... They probably have more to speak on that, but as somebody who didn't have lots to, a lot to do with the production, who just wrote it, watching it come to life with these guys at the helm was a delight because just that the, they nailed it, that they like pulled it off, was really uh, impressive and insane, and it felt really really good to like actually watch it and be like, oh, oh my god, it's 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 the thing that, that we did. That's very nice. I'll also do a quick shortstop on the way to Steven, which is just to say, 
I feel like you only really feel that twice, which is the first table read where, where they all read it. We were like, oh, oh my God, we just watched the movie and we heard it and it was amazing. And that was an incredible experience. And especially again, Mary and Gabby and all the other actors just brought such humanity to it. And the only other time you really feel that is gonna be in an hour from now, which is watching it with everyone else. So I'm really looking forward to, to being able to answer it better. Um, I guess the, the, the only, I guess the for me I'm not sure that there ever was a moment where I was like oh my god there, I don't know if the if we've talked about the history of how this even came to be but we wrote this script and then we self-financed a proof of concept short to make it um, and so we like rented out like uh, an empty storefront in between a weed dispensary and a Pentecostal church and uh, and as Benji said earlier today, which I'm not going to steal from him, our short became the average of those two things on the other side of us. But so we we spent like five days shooting it, and it was the first time that Benji and I had ever had a cinematographer, like a like a really professional cinematographer. Yeah, and we self-financed it. Yeah, and, and and so we were like, whoa, it's it's happening, and we're using a real camera, and like we're shooting on Panavision lenses. So that was amazing. So we cut. So that was a lot of fun, and uh, you know, you guys should check out Snatches. There's a link in the show notes, OtherSidePodcast.com/slash two forty eight, where you'll be able to uh, check out the trailers and Stage Thirteen and all the places you can watch their hilarious comedy. Got a good a good review in Variety. The new you know the new movie got a good review in Variety, mm. uh, so you should make sure to check that awesome. out. Now the thing about South by Southwest and Austin is it it makes me think about music, Wendy. Oh gosh, me too. So much music, right? And so of course we had to write a song inspired by the theme of alien human hybrids for this week's episode, and uh, we don't even beat around the bush. Here's Sunspot with hybrid. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can find us online at othersidepodcast.com. Until next time, see you on the other side. And a big shout out to our newest Patreon. A new Patreon member. That's right. Hey, Pascal, how you doing, brother? Welcome to the community. Make sure you say hi to everybody in the Facebook group. And we can't wait to talk to you at our first Yeah, hangout. welcome. And thanks for joining our community. We're super excited to have a newbie. <laughs> That's right. And so if you guys are enjoying the paranormal conversation, songs, videos, the whole thing, we want to do more and bigger stuff with you. We do. And so please check out our Patreon community if you're already not a member at othersidepodcast.com slash Donate. And thanks to our members who are making it possible for us to do the things that we're doing right now. Right. That's, that, that, that's absolutely right. And we couldn't do it without a man, Dr. Ned. Dr. Ned is at a uh, Patreon level where he gets a shout out in every single episode. Ned. So, you know, I talked to Ned last night and he was even giving our contact information to a place that he's like a place we should play. And he was, sh- he's like the manager. Yeah. He's like the manager's going to call you this week. And I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. That's amazing. Um, like helping out with music and, and making more cool things happen. And we want to do everything yes. we can to make the stuff we do as awesome as possible for you guys. And so for those of you helping us out, thank you. If you'd like to spend some shekels and help us out a little bit, it's super easy. Othersidepodcast.com slash donate for the price of a cup of coffee every month. <laughs> you can help Wendy and I not starve. <laughs> No, we're just kidding. Either way, but no, for real, it's a cool community and we'd like to spend more time with you and we can do that in Hangouts online. Shout out at us at Sunspot Mike on Twitter, at Sunspot Wendy on Twitter. And thank you for listening, everybody. Hey, Zoltan, you get the turkey baster this epoch.